What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with the amazing, the immaculate, the massively bearded, and should stay that way, Jeremiah Stringer. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Happy birthday. Have hey, got to thank talk you, to man. You. Yep. Special birthday edition for uh, Mr. John Kelly there. No, you just last year in the forties. Last oh, year in the forties for me. You're forty nine. So, uh, forty nine today. Yeah, old man. Oh, you're still young, my brother. You're still raising them babies. Oh, I know they have, they're going to hopefully keep me young, man. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, <laughs> dude. I uh, I got to tell you, um, I feel forty nine today. Oh, what's it feel like? Tell me about it. Uh, it it feels not as young as forty eight. Yeah, like. Uh, I don't know if I told you this. So, you know, this last year was jacked up for me when it came to like injuries and sickness and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I have developed plantar fasciitis. Oh, I know the feeling, dude. I was battling it just a couple months ago. Man, it is brutal. It is brutal, especially when it flares up. But uh, I I always wondered what it was. Didn't want to know like firsthand what it was. Mm -hmm. But now I understand. And now I know why people talk about it so badly. What a mean birthday gift. Plantar fasciitis. I'll tell you, man, it's not right. You know it's how you right. can cure it, though. It, cut this, your feet off. You could get cut prosthetics. your feet off. Yep, you could get prosthetics, and you'll you might have some phantom pain. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Something that would be uh, much less expensive and much more practical would be um, the stretch. I can send you a video after this, but uh, there's a guy named Athlean X on YouTube. He's a personal. I know trainer. Who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if I've talked about him on this podcast before, but y'all should check out his YouTube channel if you haven't. He's got a lot of good tips, and he's like an actual licensed physical trainer, and he works with a number of different major league sports teams. Um, yeah. But anyway, you know what else helped? What? Urology ball. Oh yeah, dude! I have one of those in the in the drawer with my toothpaste, and every time I brush my yeah. teeth, I drop that on the ground. Probably a little unsanitary, but I roll my dirty feet on it, and then I put it back in the drawer with my toothpaste. Well, if you're gonna use it on trail, it's gonna get dirty. Well, I have a couple of them. One oh. I leave at the house. One I leave at the house. Yeah, I got, I got the, t- I got the dose. I got the big and the little. Yes, that's the you way know? to do it, bro. You can roll that, roll it on your feet. Roll it on your legs. I love rolling my glutes. My back, it starts hurting really? because my glutes get tight. Yeah, just got a massage today, actually. Loosen up my back. Yeah, you feel good? Yeah, they didn't massage my glutes, though. I guess that maybe that'd be yeah. a little bit inappropriate. I have no idea. Might be a little too Deshaun Watson for some masseuses, I think. <laughs> he's back, right? He's back for your He's Cleveland back. Brand. He's playing. He's playing. Hopefully, he's getting his life straightened out. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wishing the best. Yeah. Well, hey, man, tonight, tonight. Uh-huh. We've got a lot to talk about, and and we're going to talk about the seven gear items that each of us are excited about using this next year, but before we do that, there was a little something you wanted to tell me about your trip to the Pine Mountain Trail, so why don't you share me a little bit of that? Oh, yeah, dude. Actually, I have been working on the video for it, and I have the first four minutes done, kind of. Um, the fourth minute, I'm not super happy with, but dude, if I'm being honest, I've been working on this like every hour I work on it. I uh, take that back. Every 30 minutes I work on it. I've been doing 25 minutes on, 5 minutes off. Every 25 minute chunk, I get about a minute of it done. So, that kind of so tells you're putting you putting the work in. This is going to be good is what you're telling me. Well, I hope so. I hope so, but yeah. we'll see. And like I said last week, it's a sponsored video. So, 
you know, I'm working hard. I'm earning that dough. But uh, here's kind of the, the way the trip went. So Jason and I and Scott, who's one of Jason's friends, we headed out and we drove through the rain for like two or three hours. Actually met Ooh. them in London, Kentucky. And then we kept heading eastbound to the Pine Mountain Scenic Trail. So here's a question I have for you before you get too far with this. Uh-huh. Is Jason better driving in the rain than he is driving in the snow? Well, actually... he is not good at driving in the snow. <laughs> he's, he's a terrible driver in the snow, first of all. <laughs> but actually, you know, I take that back. He got us safely to where we needed to go uh, in Pennsylvania whenever there was like a foot of snow on the ground. But he did have white knuckles the entire time. I was going to say he was terrified. He was terrified. terrified. I was also terrified, if it's any consolation. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not volunteering to drive. So uh, I just I let him handle that. But in the rain, uh, honestly, uh, most of the time Scott was driving. We took one of his work trucks. And, um, and then we got toward the end, and him and Jason kind of switched out, and I rode in the back. But uh, not the back of the truck, the back seat of the truck. And then... We kind of got lost in the hills and mountains of eastern Kentucky. And, bro. It's not hard to do, man. <laughs> no. Not if, hard to do. If people are not familiar with eastern Kentucky, basically it's all like little hills and mountains. And then you'll have a little flat spot. And then there'll be a little town there or a little community. And then two or three miles down the road, there'll be another flat spot surrounded by mountains. Little mountains. And yeah. uh, there'll be another little town there. So we got turned around, and we went up this hill. And I was like, Jason, this is definitely not the way. He's like, yeah, dude. He was just listening to what the shuttle driver told him from memory and was trying to find where we were supposed to go. So we ended up finding the place. Awesome shuttle driver. Great guy. Uh, drove this giant, like, King Ranch F-150. And so Scott and I rode in the back seat of that, and it was more spacious nice. than the cab of my, of my truck. Yeah. So uh, we got shuttled and left a vehicle at one end, and he took us in. And then, dude, you'll see this in the video if you watch it, but right toward the end of day one, after driving in the rain all day, two or three hours, and hiking in the rain for like three to four hours, we're basically hiking in a cloud. Dude, at one point, we got to one of the scenic views, which this trail is packed full of them. And the skies, like you just started seeing a little blue poking in, and then the sun fully came out for like five and minutes. It was like the angels started singing from heaven, <laughs> and your yeah. your spirits were lifted, and you felt the spirit of Christmas come over you, and you were oh, just ready. It was a, a transformative experience, to say the <laughs> least. This was on Mars Rock. So, but I wow, I put it in Mars the Mars Rock. Yeah, Mars Rock. I don't know who named all these places, but they're. Jason probably names. made up every name. Well, he, he does like to go through name. and just name places. <laughs> but anyway, the, the skies, uh, you know, they cleared up a little bit. And we got about five, ten minutes of sunshine. And then we, we actually passed the campsite on night one and couldn't find it. And we got to this one place, which we weren't fully to it, but it was called Slip and Slide Rock. And, dude, it was soaking wet. Everything's mossy. Uh, Jason, Jason put his video out, and I saw that. Well, I haven't watched his video. That was interesting. I, I don't want to influence my editing of my video with his video. So I told Let him. Let me tell you all about it then. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm I know. I know. So I told him that ahead of time. And I was like, I'll watch it, man. But I'm going to put my video out this week or maybe next 
this coming Monday. So uh, anyway, we passed the campsite, and then we had to turn around because I looked on the map, and I was like, dude, we're definitely past it. We were slipping and sliding down this rock. It was getting dark out, and everything's soaking wet. So we backtracked and finally found the campsite. And, dude, when I say there's no wood up there, this is just like one little cubby on the side of a mountain. No wood. And I was going through searching with my headlamp on. Yep. Squeezing in between little trees and cutting down a few dead ones that are about, I don't know, a quarter of the thickness of your wrist. You know, we're talking about a couple of fingers. And then we made a little fire and everything cleared up. We had a clear night. And then we hiked the next day, had absolutely awesome scenic views. But then, dude, night two came. And we got those 30, 40-mile-per-hour winds. That's when the hurricane hit, right? Dude. Scott, so he wanted to go take a look, take him a little caveman bath, right? So we knew that there might be a water source a little further down the trail from night two's camp. We already had it kind of mapped out what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, so Jason and I, we started gathering firewood, and we uh, Scott's like, I'm going to run down here and see if there's water. I'm going to take me a little walk. Dude, he disappeared for like an hour. And I was like, where did he go? And me and Jason, we, <laughs> we fully made a fire. And, uh, you know, it was burning everything, good to go. We're ready to cook dinner. It's dark out. You know, the sun's starting to set. We're like, where is Scott? Where is Scott? And then uh, uh, Jason's like, I'm thinking about going down there. And I was like, well, one of us is going to have to stay with this fire. I'm not making another fire. And it's yeah. windy. I'm afraid we're going to burn down the woods. And Jason's like, well, I'll wait a little bit longer. And about 30 seconds later, Scott came walking up, fully clean. He stays real clean, fresh. Yeah. Awesome. I wish I had made that decision. But uh, we came back, and then the next morning, after surviving this night, waking up, I bet Jason and I didn't sleep from like 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. just because it's so windy and our tarps were blown against our hammocks. Scott's like, yeah, "Yeah, we should have went to that down there where the water source was. And we passed it. On the morning of day three, dude, it was like a 10-minute walk from where we were camped at. It was totally down in a valley. And no you wind. weren't up on top of the ridge where all the wind mm-hmm. is. Would have had water because we were dry camping. Would have had water. Oh, no man. wind. Dude, when I say that was one of the scariest nights that I've spent on trail, you could hear stuff falling around you. And all I could think about was Rue hitting hit the head and wrapping yeah. up around his hammock and waking up like 16 hours later. I was like, that could, that could be any of us right now. I was thinking of Rue McKendrick right there. Yeah, and Scott, he had a Z-Pax, what was it? It was a freestanding tent. That oh, Z-Pax. he's got the, uh, yeah, it's the duplex, but it's got the frame on the outside. But it's called something else. The free the free duo. Free duo, is that what it is? Yeah, Okay. I think that's what it's called. So yeah. it's got the poles and everything. He had it all set up, and uh, that thing survived. I was going to say, that thing probably did better than your hammocks did. Well, the hammock was great. It was the tarp that it was so windy, and my tarp is so big, it's like a sail. You know, I really had to batten it down, and I had to pin a pole under one piece of it to just to keep it off my face from blowing against my face. But we hiked out day three and uh, finally made it to the truck and was able to change clothes and stuff and drive home. Absolutely superb trip. I'm so happy that I videoed it. I can't wait to put out the video. Nice. Yeah. So well, now that we've done that, now that we've heard this amazing trip, yeah, I think it's time to let people know the gear that we are excited about trying out yes, this next year. Who is and I this? will say for myself, personally, for me, yeah, go ahead. I will be doing a much more in-depth 
personal review of all this gear in an upcoming video. So uh, if you want to actually see this gear in action or at least being talked about more specifically, we'll get into that. But uh, Jeremiah. I probably won't do that. So make okay. sure you all watch John's channel. Also, show him some birthday love. If y'all don't go no, on his channel, comment on his latest video. How awesome. It, uh, well, and my latest video is a giveaway. Oh, well, You can win you like go. over $200 worth of gear mm -hmm. if you go watch my video right now. Yeah, so go tell him happy birthday. Yeah, do he that. Deserves it. And by the way. Go get some free gear. Get some free gear. And while we're talking about gear, why don't you tell everybody who this gear is brought to you by on this episode? Well, this gear is brought to you by our good friends over at Outdoor Beards. Outdoor Beards has been the number one first Uno sponsor ever of the Backpacking Podcast and really have like won my friends over. I've got several friends now who use Outdoor Beards products to keep these, these facial creatures on our face soft, smooth, and supple. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah, what, what products do you like so much that you get from Outdoor Beards? Well, I have been using, and I'm almost out. Like I probably have two dollops left of the uh, the coffee blend of mm. the what they call it morning brew. Yes, uh, that's the balm that I use. It gives me a little more hold, but the oil is also fantastic. I'll tell you, um, you said you have worn over some of your friends with the outdoor beer yes. products. Yes, I have. Okay, my friend at work, Brad, he was in one of my videos, and he recently made a cameo. Without his permission, <laughs> he's. I saw him at work. He's like, "Did I, did I have a cameo in your recent video?" I was like, "Yes, you did." His beard is down to his waist, and he, he can braid also, it, can he? Oh, he can braid it. He can make a bun out of it. I bet he could do some of yeah. that artwork. And um, I gave him some outdoor beards products, and he was like, "How do I get more of this? Do you guys have a discount code?" And I said, and "Yes, we Brad, we do have a discount code." John, do you know what it is? It is backpacking. That's it. Backpacking. That's it. Just yes. backpacking. Get on there. Order something from uh, OutdoorBeards.com. And at the end, when you get ready to check out, enter the code BACKPACKING, and you can get 10% off of your purchase. And, Jeremiah, I, would, I want to back you up on the uh, the balm. Uh -huh. One of the great things about the balm is, it is it's, it's also oil. And yes. I suffer from psoriasis, and I've never actually talked about this on, on here, but when I use the beard balm, the oils in the, the beard balm actually help to moisturize my hands where I suffer the most from psoriasis and keep me from having breakouts. That's so awesome. A little added bonus there for you if you're interested in some Outdoor Beards projects. So thank you, Outdoor Beards, for sponsoring this episode. Jeremiah, why don't you share with us your first item that you were excited to use in 2023? Okay. Now, my list is a little bit weird. Uh, because it's in no particular order, and some of this stuff I'm excited to use, but I'm a little bit conflicted on how it's going to work out for me. Okay? Okay. So my that first thing, fair. yeah, maybe you can help me. Maybe we can kind of critique this stuff and, and unpack it a little bit and figure out what would be the best use. So okay. the first thing in no particular order that I have on my list is fleece-lined hiking <laughs> pants. So we're publishing this episode. It's right before Christmas. It's getting cold out. And uh, I haven't been using fleece line hiking pants. And I'm a little bit afraid that if I use them and it's not cold enough, I'm just going to get the swap, the swamp crotch, they call it. You know, you just get all sweaty. And sweating. not only that, I mean, just your legs in general sweating. And then if you go back to camp and it's a little bit colder, man, you could be in trouble. 
Yes. You could you could really get some cold legs. That's not good. You don't want wet legs. So I'm thinking maybe the best use would be um, full-time winter backpacking as we're coming up on the season. Most people are kind of packing it in as you get in those closer to the teens at night. Um, well, and you don't do big live. miles. You don't yeah. do big miles in the wintertime. No, we're talking maybe one, two miles. So I'm thinking I would be very comfortable using some fleece-lined pants uh, on a trip like that, but I'm really kind of worried about it. Well, and you're you're not a, you're not an ultralight camper by any or an ultralight backpacker by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right. So I mean, those wouldn't be bad to have at camp at night when you're not going to be moving around a lot, but mm-hmm. you still want to keep your legs warm. So I don't know how heavy they are. They might be pretty heavy. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm that not could be an option. Because we say, you know, if you're carrying it on your back, that's part of your base weight. But if yes, I'm it wearing is. it, I don't count it's it. Worn weight. I don't care. Worn weight. Do you carry? Uh, do you count your pocket knife? No. No. What no. about your AirPods? Uh, they do because they sit in my backpack. I don't. I don't listen to, uh, to my AirPods when I'm hiking, so they are part of my base weight. So whenever your cell phone is in the pouch on your shoulder. Does that count as yeah. base weight? But if you forget and it's in your pocket, does that count as worn weight? Yes. Why not? Let's do that. Let's just do that and throw controversy <laughs> to the wind. Let's see what happens. All right. So that Let's was get my comments. Let's get comments about that. Yeah. Uh, blow us up in the comments and let us know <laughs> when is your phone <laughs> worn weight versus uh, carried weight. But I'll let you go ahead and share what was your, uh, I assume you're in no particular order as well. Yeah, I'm not. I, I have to pull it up because I'm, I'm terrible at remembering the names of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Life Straw Peak Series collapsible Ooh. water bottle. Is that got a filter um, on the end too, or is that just a black? Yeah, water it's bottle? it's got a filter built into it, um, like this. The only thing I'm nervous about is it only looks like the water can come in through the bottom, uh-huh. and you see how far down that goes, right? Yeah, if, if you're not watching, you're just listening. Basically, he's got a black collapsible water bottle that's a bladder that, uh, you know, as you drink it, it kind of sucks into itself. And then it's got a filter on the end that screws through the top that you can drink through. Yeah, and then you've got, yeah, you've got on the top, you just screw off the top and you've got a little area right here that you can drink out of. Um, I just want to try it. I've heard, I've seen other reviews on it. Uh, some people really love it. Um, I've seen one review, uh, I think it was My Life Outdoors, was saying he hates the fact that the the filters all the way up here because th- you get down to this much water left. Oh, and you really can't drink it. That's like point two or point three liters that you're just kind of wasting there. Yeah, so I'm curious. I want to try it. You know, I want to give it a shot and see how it does. But uh, I'm interested in trying this out and see how it does this year. It's uh, I, I like to try different water filters. I still think the platypus is my favorite up to this point, but uh, I'm interested to see how it does. Dude, I'll tell you on the water filter game there. Um. There have been numerous trips where when I'm using a Sawyer squeeze, the most absolutely convenient thing to do, especially if you're like slaying miles, like maybe you're through hiking or you're on a, a time crunch or something, is having just a dirty water bottle and screwing the filter on top. Like it does not yep. get more convenient. If you're somewhere that's got a lot of water sources and you're just kind of walking past them all day, dude, filling up a one liter or even like a half liter or 0.7 liter, you bend down for 10 seconds. If you got a good water source, you fill it up, screw your filter back on and boom, you're back on trail. Cause every time I stop and filter water, dude, I'm not in a hurry. I'm not going to lie. And if you're just, Neither using, am I. you know, like a one liter bladder and you're filling up, um, a couple water bottles, sometimes you can't do the full one liter, you know, like you're saying that filter, 
it kind of wastes a little bit of water. So then you're having to fill it up three times to filter two liters, plus you're probably chugging some. And that yeah. whole water break, yeah. instead of being 10 seconds to bend down and just get some dirty water, turns into five, 10 minutes. Then, oh, I might as well, you know, eat me a snack. I needed this out of my backpack. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about this is it's actually the water bottle. Like you're supposed to drink it straight out of this. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. So that's really convenient. It'll be interesting to see. It will. It'll be interesting to see. I'm. I'm just curious about it. I like. I said I've seen mixed reviews, but uh, I'm one. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm willing to try it. Well, Life Straw, dude. They, for as long as I can remember, since I was a little kid, that was like the go-to survival. Like, oh, I better take my Life Straw with me. It's like a necklace. You know, I can just drink water from anywhere. And then you actually start backpacking, and you have, like, you know, these other filters like Sawyer and stuff. And to me, yeah. for our purpose, they're so much better than Life Straw. So it's good to see Life Straw getting in the actual, like, uh, bladder and filter game. Yeah, actually getting a part of what the rest of us are actually using. So I'm interested to see what happens. Well, Jeremiah, what's your next piece of gear? Okay, this one I might be most excited about. Uh, don't hold me to that because we still got a few more to go. But... Um, I do not have snake skins for my tarp. And really? Mm-hmm. So now for people people listening, snake skins are basically sleeves that allow you to kind of pack your tarp up quickly and just roll it up and put it away super easy. Um, instead of using a stuff sack, you can do it like this. And then when you hang your tarp, if it's a beautiful night, you can just put it up, leave it in the snake skin. And if the time comes where you actually need to use the tarp, you can pull it out super easy. And if you don't, it's super easy to put away. And uh those are great. So you've never had those before. I've never had them. I think Jason might have he might have given me some, and then I opened it up, and it was just like one. So it covered like thirty percent of my tarp. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, because you have like a thirteen foot tarp, don't you? I have a thirteen foot tarp. Awesome tarp. Warbonnet makes mm -hmm. it. It's the Thunderfly. Uh, yeah, but that's a lot of tarp. So it's going to give you a lot of coverage, but without the snake skins, whenever I'm packing it up, dude, I got to tell you, when I'm packing up in the morning, my least favorite thing, absolutely least favorite, is packing up a cold, wet tarp. It makes your oh man, in a stuff sack of all things. Yes, now see that's the, that's another real advantage of the snake skin. Mm -hmm. it, 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 I will say this too. That's also an advantage, I think, of Dyneema versus like the sill poly or sill nylon like what you've got mm -hmm. because it you can get the water off much easier off a dyneema tarp than you can off of those and they don't hold any water if well, you get them cleaned off my process is i will take the tarp i'll grab one end of it like an end that's attached to the tree and i'll shake it back and forth to try to get as much water as possible off and right. then I'll I'll start at one end and i'll stuff it in the stuff sack all the way to the other end and that makes my right hand go numb from like the oh, yeah. cold and wet as you're stuffing it in there. And uh, I never know, I guess if it's raining, I don't want to pack it up first. I never, I don't like packing it up last because I'm so tall, whenever I pitch my tarp, I'm having to bend a little bit under there. So you don't want to be yeah. bending the whole time you're packing up your hammock and your sleeping bag and your underquilt and all that stuff. So a lot of times I'll take my tarp off first and then my right hand's numb and then I'm having to pack everything else up and I'm kind of warming back up. But no, I got to say, you. I think those snake skins, they'll probably help out quite a bit. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can even get Dyneema ones. I guess Sil Poly would be fine. Where, you buy those from Hammock Gear? Is that no, I got my Dyneema tarp from Hammock Gear, yeah. 
the tarp or the snake skins, or do they come with it? Both. They came with it. Okay. Well, I wonder if I can just go on Hammock Gear's website and buy just the snake skins. And I wonder. Yeah, if, you can. But will they be long enough and big enough for my thirteen foot sill poly? Bro, you might want to call them and ask. They may <laughs> they may be like, "Wait, you're the famous Jeremiah Stringer." Well, they want anything not. you want, Jeremiah. You just tell us and we'll make it for you. <laughs> they won't say that, but um, I do. While we're talking about hammocks, um, I, I have another thing that's hammock related. One more thing on here. Uh, for my list, which I'll talk about later. But while we're talking about hammocks right now, I do want to quick, yeah. give a quick shout-out to Dutch. Um, mm. And I think you met Dutch and yep. talked to him. Cool guy. Super nice guy. So on that trip, whenever I was in at the Pine Mountain Scenic Trail, my strap once again shredded on me. Did I uh, tell you that? No. Yeah, so I, I actually... Okay, folks, he's reaching Look. down. He's pulling something up, and he's going to hold it up into the camera. See? Oh, threw, that's awful. I threw him in the trash, but I, this, I just have this trash laying in here. You see, like, the... Uh, yeah. I don't know. So, these these are made by... Wow. Well, I don't know who makes who manufactures these, uh, these straps, but Dutch sells them. I assume some company manufacturers and they said that there and in the past there had been some kind of uh, issue with the webbing and they have that ironed out now so you can buy these and they shouldn't do that now that's the second pair that i had to do that so i don't know if that's true or not but assuming that what they're saying is true um i had them with the sony and dutch clips uh i have a new pair oh man i have a new pair (laughs) i have a new pair that just came in and they're also made by Dutch. Dutch replaced them a second time, so I just want to give them a quick shout-out for doing that. Yeah. I, I hope that they do that with all their customers um, that have any issues. But they sent me a brand-new pair, and I can just reuse the beetle buckles that came with uh, the ones yeah. that I have. These are the new ones, but they're a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now those are going to do a lot better. These are uh, – I forget what he what he called them, but – You wimpy. They're called you wimpies? No, I just think it's funny. It's U H W M P E. What? Yeah, that's what they're I called. Call them, I just, I, that's it. It's a lot of words to explain what they're made out of, and I can't. I can't remember all of them. Well, but I always just call them U Wimpy straps. I hope they don't shred on me. Well, I've been using straps similar to those, mm-hmm. um, with a completely hardware less setup. Oh, what do so, you do? You tying it? You doing the whole? Uh, yeah, I actually, actually, um. I, I use uh, Prusik knots and uh, soft shackles and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, mine, I, I've taken as much weight as you can possibly take off a suspension and still have a good suspension. So next time we go out, I'll just have to show you. Okay. We can make that arrangement. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Okay, you well, go ahead with your second one. My snake skins was my second. So my next one is actually inspired by you and Jason. Oh. Uh, so for years, um, I always would get like, waterproof um gloves to wear when i go backpacking yet i never really needed them to be waterproof but i always got waterproof gloves if that makes sense uh-huh. and so uh this year after watching you and jason for years now i have gotten my hands on some fingerless gloves that have a mitt that goes over the ends of them oh you're gonna love those so uh they're from outdoor vitals or outdoor research i mean they got a magnet on them so that 
the back stays in place and doesn't flop around on you mm -hmm. when you're not using them as mittens. And they're really warm, dude. Got a little leather on the inside there, and uh, they're really heavy knit on the outside. So uh, next time I go out and it's cold, these are going to be going to be what I'm wearing. I've always wanted to try some of these out because I keep seeing you and Jason with these things all the time. So I'm joining the club, bro. Well, I'm joining the club. I'm going to be part of the, the Fingerless Glove Club. It's a good club to be in because you want your dexterity around camp. You're always having to tie a knot. You're always having to do something with your fingers around camp, starting a fire or whatever, and having access to those digits, you know, is a game changer. Yeah. I will say I have an outdoor research uh, mitten, and I may have showed those before. Mine has the magnet too, but the magnet sucks. And Really? Yeah, Justin Sylvester – who it's good in the woods is his YouTube channel. Um, whenever I was on a trip with him, he's the one that told me to buy these outdoor research mittens and I bought them and I flew up there and we did this winter backpacking trip last April and it was still snowy there. It was very cold. And, yeah. um, his magnet, he had the old ones. He's like, I probably bought these five, 10 years ago. And, his magnets were fantastic. And it looks like you have the same magnets that he did, or maybe my materials watch heavier watch, and thicker. Watch. You hear it click? Let me see how you get. Let's get some ASMR in here. No, nope. you can't hear it because it's it's fabric. It goes, it goes like that. But yeah, Satisfying. I mean these these. I mean it, it's it's pretty solid. I mean I'm pulling on it right now. You know. Now, does yours have a spot to put um, hot hands? I don't believe so. So mine have a little slot on top. Of course, it's gonna make them heavier. The more stuff, more features. But mine yeah. have a little slot on top to slide the hot hands in. But Justin, I wonder had, if that's what's causing. I wonder if that's what's causing the magnet nuts work as well because you got extra fabric up there. It could be, but his was in the palm, like, and I want my hot hands in my palm, not on top of my hand. Well, I'm looking to see if I even have a pouch. Yeah, I don't know. Mine, mine I don't are think over I have this. a pouch, man. And also, one other thing I was going to ask is, yeah, I think I'm feeling ripped off now. <laughs> <laughs> don't well, what's the deal? Up. What's the deal? Don't research. No, mine are not gloves. They're mittens. I spent $41 on these things, man. No, I would rather have yours. I like the gloves oh, okay. better than the mittens. Okay. So you, you don't have yours, not the hybrids. Uh, yours mine, are just mittens. No, they're mittens. And then they come with a cover, a rainproof cover. Oh, okay. I got you. I got yeah. you. I think I paid a high dollar for them. I've got some, uh, outdoor research gloves that are like that, like Alpine gloves. Yeah, waterproof. Where, yeah, they're they've got the inner liner, which can be a glove by itself, and then you put on the outer ones, and mm -hmm. um, you could definitely be in the Arctic, and your hands are going to stay warm. Well, let me ask you one more thing about your gloves. Yeah. So my gloves, I also like access to my thumbs. So are you worried at all about not having your thumb there? I don't know yet. Just got to try it out and see. Got to try it out and see. Yeah, I have no idea, man. Um, I have no idea. I just like the idea of it because I'm always – it's always nice to have your fingers available. Uh -huh. So I totally I don't know. We'll agree. see what happens. Well, let me know. Let me know what I will. You, if you like them, and uh, it, I, I could I could definitely see myself ending up buying some of those. And can I tell you, this is not a this is not a commercial, but I just want to throw this out there. Do you ever buy anything from Moose Jaw? Uh, I think that my contract with Backcountry is exclusive <laughs> is exclusive Backcountry, so I typically only buy from them. But, well, here's uh, the thing. I don't have an exclusive contract, so let me tell you about Moose Jaw for just a quick second. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sure they're a great company. Uh, they do a cash back deal. Like, they do a rewards deal where you get a percentage back on everything you purchase. What's the percentage? 
Um, dang, you would ask that question. <laughs> I'm um, a math guy, dude. Let me see. I'll put on my count summary here and see. We'll what say it says. probably like three percent, two and a half, three percent, which is a lot of money if you're spending a thousand dollars. Yeah, I spent a lot of money on one. Like I spent two hundred eleven bucks. Yeah. And I ended up that that time I ended up with sixty dollars in rewards because of the stuff I was buying. Wait, what was the amount? Two hundred and eleven dollars. Okay, and you got how now, much and back? none of it was on sale though. It was all full price stuff, so you get more back on full price gear. How much you get back? Sixty what? It's like twenty percent. It looks like sixty five dollars. Sixty. Okay, sixty divided by two eleven. Twenty eight percent. Boy, I hope that I hope I done that right because uh, that's a lot of pressure. Well, it's about it's about twenty percent, right? Because like sixty times five, well, it's less than that. Never mind, never mind. I, I'm I'm terrible with math. Oh, I just so, done the math. I think it's twenty eight percent. I think you're right. I think you're right. But then and then this last time I spent one hundred nineteen dollars, and I got those gloves and the the life straw thing, and I got like two dollars and eighty one cents back. But it's it's automatically you can spend it like the next time you go shopping. So is it on their so, website? It gives you like a little account. Yeah, you just got to sign up for it. It's not. It doesn't cost you anything to do it, dude. That's and awesome. uh, it's a really cool company. I, I somebody like in one of my videos like ripped me a new one. Uh huh. Um, because apparently like Walmart owns them or something. Walmart owns Moose Jaw. I guess, and and so they throw a fit because of that. But I'm like, I still that, shop at Walmart. That's like, capitalism, I, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. But they're they're big into the conservation alliance, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's always all about good. conservation and, and trying to get people to take better care of the outdoors and stuff. So I mean, they're they're doing their part. But uh, I'm sure somebody is going to disagree. But that's okay. It's America. <laughs> we are allowed to disagree. Jeremiah, what's your next item? I'm going to oh, change okay. the subject back real quick before I get too deep in this. All right, uh, we got a little bit of agenda here. So my <laughs> next item, <laughs> my next item. Uh, I feel a little bit guilty about talking about this item because Jason's broke during this trip that we were on. Can you guess what it is? You aren't going to make that one of the items you're trying out this year, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jeremiah, don't even do it. You're going to end up having a really bad camping trip. Well, that's what I, I was texting. Um, what me and a number of people are, are in this group text, but uh, I think it was um, Lance, if I'm not mistaken was the one in particular yeah. that was talking about this. Outland is his YouTube yeah. channel. And um, he said that maybe there was something to do with uh, the plastic, the way it was molded. There's some yeah. issue. So he said that they were allegedly fixed in the second iteration, I guess, of the chair. But I feel like multiple people had videos out on this chair before I, I got mine. And yes. um, then so finally... You did not get the second iteration, I don't think. I think I got the tail end of the first iteration. Yeah. So tell yeah. everybody what this item is while we're sitting because we're talking about it, but we haven't said okay. what it is. Yeah, we're beating around the bush here. Let's just get straight to it. So get out gear. I don't mean to bring you bad press if you're in this. Okay. I, I want you to be successful because I think the chairs I'm sure are you're wonderful idea. people. Awesome people. And the people that I talk to, I don't remember if I talked to the owner or who via email, but very nice, very cordial. Sent me a chair for free. Okay. And this chair is and a great I, I was idea. offered a chair too to try out. Yeah. Like so so awesome. But the the idea of the chair is it's trekking poles as the back poles of the chair. So if you imagine like a chair zero, if you know what that is, um, it's a backpacking chair and 
there, it's a frame chair, and you basically stretch the fabric over the frame at four different locations, and then it has four feet that are on the ground. Yeah. Okay. So this, the back braces that would normally be part of the frame are your trekking poles. You just set them to the proper length, you push them into the plastic molding, and then you stretch the chair over it just like any other backpacking chair. So the idea is it lightens the load of that luxury weight that you're carrying for the chair. Now, the problem is I was sitting two feet from Jason, and his just snapped. <laughs> he was sitting on the ground for the next two days, and his, his chair uh, became his sit pad, and I don't want that to happen to me. And he was not happy. He was not happy, and I got it all on video. As soon as it happened, I started rolling, and I was like, bro, what happened? So I can't wait to share that with everyone. But uh, I, can't, I can't wait for you to share your story of when it breaks on you. Well, I'm, I'm wondering. I have a feeling it's going to, man. I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I'm wondering if I, I can. I, I don't feel good about it, dude. What if I, I don't feel good about it. What if I reach back out to get out gear? And uh, they sent me some other stuff too. I think they sent me a blanket and a couple other things. Yeah, they and their make, products they make were nice good. blankets. Bl- yeah. Blankets are really nice. I have two I've of those blankets. I'm pretty sure. I leave like yeah. one in my truck. Okay, yeah. fine products. I wonder if they can send me a new frame to try, and I can just keep the fabric. That way, it saves them a little money. Well, I think you need to. I think you need to get another chair and do a side by side comparison before camping with either one of them. What do you mean? And then. It, well, I mean, you got to think it's it's all one product. Uh-huh. So set them up next to each other. Show the plastic. See if you can see any physical, visible differences between the two. Um, and before you take either one of them out, and then use the first one when it breaks. Get the other one, and then when it breaks, you'll be like, "Well, I was I was wrong. I shouldn't have bought this chair." <laughs> so you're saying bring two chairs on the same trip? No, 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 no. I'm saying use one till it breaks, which would be like a trip. And then take the other one, and it'll probably be like a trip or two, and it'll break. Should I feel guilty about talking about this? You don't have to. I will because I don't have one, so I I don't have to feel guilty. Yeah. Remember, I'm the salty old guy. I just I'm only I've got this is my last year in my forties, dude. I have to start learning how to be more salty. Yeah, because I'm an old true. man. I digress. So that I got to get practice on. That's what I think. I think that I'm going to include that chair, and if it's not that chair, then I'm just going to. Pick a different chair, like your big Agnes chair. That right there is on the. I uh, love that chair, dude. Yeah, that's on my. What do they call it? My wish wish list. list? Yeah, that's on my wish list. All right, you go ahead. You go ahead. My next one's a piece of clothing. Um, I just got this a couple weeks ago, and it's. I like it so much. I wear it like all the time. Yeah. This is. It's called the eighty twenty shirt, from Appalachian Gear Company. So is it made of alpaca? 80% 80% alpaca and 20%, let me see, I, I'm going to look it up because I think I have the I have it typed in somewhere what the other fabric is called. Um, but the, the other fabric, um, it's not showing on here, but uh, the, the other fabric on this is made from wood pulp. What does that mean? It means it's made from wood pulp. Yeah, but what is wood pulp? Did you make you that know wood up? pulp is? It's, no, it's the, wood, it's the white, like soft stuff inside of wood. You don't know, know what pulp is? I know what orange juice pulp is. That's kind of the same thing, actually. Like, I never but heard it's of, inside of wood. I never yeah. heard of word, wood pulp, uh, but I'm uncultured. Oh, yeah. I'm uncultured. That's okay. That's okay, but it's made out of it. It's kind of a, the best way I can describe it. It's like a, it's like a heavier but more breathable long sleeve t-shirt, uh-huh. I guess. And but it works really good in the summer as like a mid layer. 
or in the or not maybe maybe spring fall as a mid layer because in the summer in Kentucky you don't need a mid layer. Um, but uh, in the winter time it'd be a good second base layer. You know how you usually wear like a t shirt or something, then something over that. Uh huh. This would be the second layer, I think. Uh, so I'm looking forward to trying it out. I've worn it a lot, like just wearing it. I haven't had a chance to backpack with it yet, but I've worn this thing a lot because it looks like just a really nice sweater. Mm -hmm. And like people will come up to it and they'll touch it and be like, ooh, what is that? And I'll be like, <laughs> it's alpaca. And they just get all excited and like, ooh, alpaca. Do yeah. they spit? But, um, but <laughs> How yeah, many so, alpacas so like, did you kill to make that? They don't have to kill alpacas. It's like sheep, man. You just shear them. Oh, uh -huh. Come on now. We're not killing alpacas. Alpacas are just fine. I bring that up every um, time you talk about alpacas. I, I know you do. How many alpacas <laughs> are you going to kill to make you some clothes? So, no, this is alpacas. really cool. You know how much I'm wearing an alp I'm wearing an Appalachian Gear hoodie right now. I like You love their stuff. And I've also man. got like their gator right here and I've got their hat. Well, no, I don't. But I've got one of their hats too and like I wear their stuff all the time. I love Appalachian Gear company. Their stuff's great. It's expensive. But uh, it's some of the best money I've spent. So I'm looking forward to trying this out this year. Dude. Not killing any alpacas, though. <laughs> I, I think it's so funny. Um, I always wear my backpacking stuff out just like everyday life. I bet I, I, I could wear it 100 times before it hits the trail. Because yeah. when I really want something, and I just buy it, and then I get it. Like, I remember I got my Ghost Whisperer. Right, and my wife was making fun of me because she's like, "You're sitting on the couch in a puffy jacket. What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I just wanna, <laughs> I just wanna see what it feels like. I just wanna try it on. This is an expensive jacket, you know. Retailing those things like three hundred bucks. Three twenty. Dude, my, out, my that outdoor vitals vario jacket that we got. Uh huh. I wear that thing every day. Oh, it's comfy. So every day. Sometimes you just get um, you just get backpacking gear, and you just have to use it in everyday life. You got to wear them in. Hey, what's your next item? I want to hear what your next item okay. is. Okay. So, um, I, I I did have this on here, but I'm going to call an audible. Okay? Okay. But I'm going to give them both to you. Okay. Right. So, I've been using my Crocs now as my camp shoes for three and a half years, maybe. Okay. okay. And they're heavy. Yes. But I love them. And right. I even took them on this last trip for three days. So... I broke the strap on them back whenever I was doing the Foothills Trail a few years ago. And I've still been wearing them all the time. So you've and got they, the same pair for years. I had the same pair for years. So on my Christmas list, I put on there for Bridget to buy me some new Crocs. Ooh. And that was one of the pieces of gear, but I'm going to call an audible because I found a better okay. one. Okay. So um, you may know this guy. He's commented a lot of times on my videos. I assume he watches yours as well. Richard Stewart. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, but um, he, a couple of years ago, won a headlamp giveaway that I did. And he makes these ultralight beanies that he sews. And really? Yes. I'll, dude, you got to get your hands on one of these. And Do you I have one on you right now that you can show? Uh, no, I'd have to go get it. Oh man, I have to go get okay. it. I can. I'll text my wife and have her to bring one up here. How about that? Yeah, do that because I want to see this thing. Okay, so um, to the people on YouTube. Yeah, we'll show it to the people on YouTube. And I don't think that they are uh, for sale, like on a on a public site or anything. I don't know if he. I think he sells them on Reddit. He said or something like that. I can't remember. Is it Etsy. 
Etsy? Uh, could be an Etsy. I hope it is. Maybe we could blow up his Etsy. Because Reddit's chat windows. I don't think they sell stuff on, on Reddit. I think you can still sell stuff on... I mean, it's subreddits, but you could still... Uh, That's true. That's I true. think you could still do them. They're, they're made out of Polar Tech fabric. Have you heard of this? Yes. Polar Tech fabric makes gr- grid fleeces. Okay. Made so, those, right? Uh, I have no idea. That's why I ask if you heard of it, because I'm so uninformed on the fabric. You're like my fabric guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's so, a good thing or not. I think it's a great thing, man. I'd wear that that uh, title with honor. So I told him I'd get back. He sent me these uh, 12 days ago. I, okay. I emailed him back and was like, hey, I, I got the beanies, and I'll get back to you with uh, my initial impressions. And then I wanted to use them on trail too. Dude, I've been using these all the time here at the house. That's what made me think of, like, I call an audible because we were just talking about that. Yeah. So these, he makes a single-layer version. I think he sent me a red one. He makes a neck gaiter out of this. He sent me a black one. And then he um, he makes a double-layer one that I, I assume is a little bit heavier, but it's much lighter than any of the beanies I have. And here's the best part. I, you wear glasses, and I know you deal with right. this problem, or at least I do. Yes. When I wear beanies, it hurts my ears. Does that happen to you because it presses your glasses down against the top of your ears? Sometimes, yeah, if they're too tight, yeah. So this happens with every beanie I have. And my favorite beanie was my Patagonia beanie. And it was a, it was Patagucci, Patagucci baby. And somebody, uh, I hope they found it and are using it because I lost it up in New Hampshire, but oh no, lost it in the snow, dude. Couldn't find it. Yeah. Gone forever. This is back in April. Anyway, it's wool on the outside and fleece on the inside. So perfect combo kept you super warm. And it's like a $40 hat. You know, it's really expensive in, in my opinion. $40 $40 is pretty expensive for a hat. But, you know, somebody ripped into me on my comments because I was like, Patagucci, I don't know why they charge so much. They said, I'll tell you why they charge so much. They're doing this, this, and this. This is American uh, products. People are getting paid a living wage to actually make it. You should blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, you want to buy everything from China. It's yep. like, no, you just have an opinion. You're allowed. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Anyway, that that's my my piece of gear. I'll text Bridget and and ask her if she can bring it up here, and I'll, I'll show it to you. But uh, dude, Richard Stewart, dude, I'm I'm gonna sing his praises as long as this hat doesn't uh, tear up on me in the next few months over the winter time. Okay, so let me ask you: Do you want me to pull out the big piece of gear, the bigger piece of gear, or the biggest piece of gear? Uh, let's save the finale for the end. So whatever the finale is. I want you saved to the end, but let's go okay, with the big so piece of gear. This is this is this is a this is the biggest piece of gear actually. Okay, but but it's not the finale. I think the finale I'm saving, but it's a tent. Last year we talked about this beforehand. Like I had crap tons of injuries last year, and yeah. so I was supposed to go tent camping exclusively over the summer, and I didn't get to because of all the injuries and all that kind of stuff. This is the Outdoor Vitals 40th two-person tent. It's basically like the, uh, I don't know the 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 ZPEX duplex, but it's it's the Outdoor Vitals version, and it is supposed to be able to handle up to fifty mile an hour winds, I believe. You believe it? Um, with the way it is, I've set it up and slept in it one night, mm-hmm. just as a trial night, just to see if I could set it up and how easy it was to work with and all that. It was surprisingly impressive when there were some heavy winds. I, I won't lie. Is I was it, I was a little surprised. That sil poly, what it's made of? I believe it's sil poly. Yeah. Okay. 
I believe it's still poly. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing this. It's not super heavy. Um, but uh I'm looking forward to trying a new tent out this summer, just seeing how it does. Cause uh I if I'm gonna have a YouTube channel, I probably should use a tent every once in a while. So I'm gonna try it out and see how it goes and um we'll see. I don't know. Now how often does Suge use a tent? I don't think he ever uses a tent. Yeah, and his and his channel's way better than mine. So if he's all hammock exclusive, you could be hammock exclusive. But here's the th- here's the thing, Jeremiah. Are either one of us nearly as cool as Suge? Bro, I introduced my seventy five year old friend Gary to Suge's videos. I was like, dude, he you went gotta nuts. watch it. You gotta watch it. He's like, oh, and then he found Jason's videos and he started telling me about Jason's videos. Yep, dude. I was like, Suge, he was a. Uh, I always Surgery get this performer. wrong. Yeah, he was a performer, but yeah, was he something to do with the rodeo? Did he ever work with the rodeo? Maybe I know he was a he was a professional clown for years and years and years after doing it for uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. Service. The man can juggle. I bet he can juggle chainsaws. He can play like three or four different instruments. He can yeah. sing. He yeah. can dance. Shug Emery. Shug Emery. Yep. Yeah, dude. He's awesome. So you ready for my next one? Give it to me, man. What you got? Okay, this is a bundle. Bundle package here, okay? Ooh. Bundle bundles. package. Um, my bundle is a sleeping pad and a sleeping bag. But here's the catch. Okay. It's a double. <laughs> I've, I've never done this. i seen Devin from Backcountry Exposure. Yes. Okay. i seen Devin from Backcountry Exposure. Now, he, he took all of his family on a trip. And if I remember correctly... I could be getting this wrong, but he had the the wide pad that him and his wife could both sleep on and the double sleeping bag. And also Bryce, we had him on. Man, that was whenever I lived at the other house. But Bryce Burton, um, he talked about using the double sleeping bag. I think he had Dude, a, I saw him yesterday <laughs> in the what? weirdest place. In the what? weirdest place. Our daughters that? go to the same kindergarten. What? Did he Yeah, move? and so, yeah, he lives in Wilmore. Uh, which is the next town over. But uh, I saw him, but I didn't see him until it was too late, so I didn't even get to talk to him. Cause he was, oh, like, shoot. They were having like a – we were making gingerbread houses with our kids. Yeah. At the kindergarten. So anyway, so go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, well, it's a small world, dude. He's a great guy, yeah. by the way. Um, yes. So upon their recommendation, this year is the year that my wife and I will be officially trying a wide sleeping pad. That's a couple sleeping pad. And a couple's sleeping bag. That's fascinating, dude. That's fascinating. I have not done a whole lot of research about it, okay? So which one do you have? I haven't purchased it yet. Oh, so you're you're talking about something that's going to be purchased shortly. Did you want to see it on camera? Well, if you don't have it, I I can't see it on camera. Because that's impossible. I would like to. Yeah, I I would like to when you're ready. I can't show you, but I will show it. Oh, Bridget said, uh, <laughs> we're recording this pretty late. She's putting on her pajamas. <laughs> She's like, no, I will not bring it to you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, no, I haven't bought it yet, but I will. I'll buy it, and I'll show it to you. You'll be the first one that will ever see it. And then, see it. Uh, then we can show it to the world on here. But I don't know. Uh 
I'm a little bit skeptical on it because I don't know about you, but whenever I'm laying there and I'm cold and I warm up the air inside the sleeping bag and then I move around and all that cold air rushes in, I can just imagine all night Bridget will like turn over in the sleeping bag and then uh, I'm going to get cold. So comment. I do. Ha- I do have a sleeping bag you got to check out. Okay, let me tell everybody this. Comment yeah. if you have any experience in those double sleeping bags. Um, and let me know what that's like. And do you actually get cold from the other person moving around? Okay, go ahead, John. Yeah. They have something by Sierra Designs, and there's a reason why I'm bringing that up. Um, but they have the front country and the back country 20 duo sleeping bags, and they're zipperless. So how do so you, you – is it, it stretchy? I'll tell you what. You want me to tell you about my next pieces of gear that I'm, I'm wanting to do and help you understand what's going on here? Absolutely, dude. I'd love that. Well – Funny enough, if I'm going to be in a tent, I'm going to have to get myself a sleeping pad. And so I went out and got myself a sleeping pad, and I got the Big Agnes Rapide SL oh, he's sleeping, got a, got a sleeping pad. Yep, I got it right here. How do you uh, say I've that? I've slept one night on it. What's that? How do you say that? Rapide SL. Rapide, okay. Yeah, this is a wide regular because I'm not tall like you. Um, <laughs> but... uh. It it was like this thing put me out two hundred bucks, dude. Uh, that's about average. Two hundred dollars, yeah. X lot, that's about two hundred bucks. Yeah, this is this was two hundred bucks, but it has a four point six R value. Oh, that's a good winter rating. So it, it's got a it's got a good R value, like for like non Arctic temperature temperatures. You know what I mean? You'll be fine so, at freezing with four point six. Yeah, and then I've got what is known as the Cloud Twenty sleeping bag by Sierra Designs. And uh, that thing is super warm, and it's really comfortable, and it's zipperless. So the zipperless, dude. I've, Let I've, me explain how this works. Okay. Well, I know it's we talked about beautiful. it a little bit before, but I still don't have a full grasp on the concept. I just don't. It doesn't mesh with me. Well, here, let's, 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 let's make this real for you for a second. Okay. See if I can make this real. Can we share this? I need some right here. tangible things. Okay, you I see can that see right it there. Now. Yeah, you got the website pulled up now. Okay, so so if you look here, you can see that the sleeping bag, the way it is, is it's a lot of extra fabric just tucks in around you. Uh huh. And I will tell you, it doesn't move. You know, like I, you can move around inside of it all night. And the best thing is, I'm gonna I want to show you something that I loved about it. I got a little warm because I I used it in a little warmer temperature than this is rated for. Uh huh. And you've got a little spot in the bottom where you can stick your feet out where it tucks into the bag. And then oh. you can, like, push that aside and tuck your feet out if now, you need to, like, cool off your feet a little bit. Wait a second. This is the one that we talked about before because I remember this had the little foot hole. Yes. And what's great is if you see this right here, it straps to your pad so you don't have to worry about falling off your pad at night. Mm. And I probably so, asked you this before, but how stretchy is that fabric to make sure it's going to go over the wide version of my pad? It went over that pad I just showed you. Yeah, but you said you got the regular. No, I got the regular wide. Oh, you got the wide version, yeah. So you don't. Yeah, I got the off. wide version, and that's like a three and a half, four inch pad. Like uh-huh. that's a thick pad, and it fit just fine. So is so, the um, the price tag three twenty to three forty, depending on which version that you get. And if you get on Amazon or some different places, you can find it less expensive than that. So, okay, yeah, dude, it's it's a sweet, sweet sleeping bag. So um, I'm going to be using I've only slept in it a couple nights um, just to test it out. 
I haven't actually gotten to use it on trail yet. Uh, when we did the Foothills Trail, I took the hammock. And when we went out to uh, land between the lakes, I used the hammock. So I didn't try out the sleeping bag either one of those nights. So um, <laughs> The hammock, dude. When I take the hint, when I take the tent and then I have those regrets, like, man, I should have brought my hammock. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will admit, though, when I the last time I was in a tent, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the extra space mm-hmm. and just being able to have everything inside of there with me. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my next, that's my next duo of items. So Jeremiah, let's do, let's do one more item each. Oh, and we'll call this, we'll call this a night. Tell me what your next item is. Okay. Uh, well, I have two, but I'll make my next one really quick. How about that? Okay. You do. I've got two more too, but, uh, we can, I know you've got to get out of here soon. Uh, this is, man, this is a gear nerds episode, isn't it? That's <laughs> okay, man. I'm a gear nerd. I'm down. This is, this is for the gear nerds. So my next one, I'll make this real quick. So um, Jason, Mr. Backpacking, Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, put some respect on it. He has this fork. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this fork that has like a nut right in the middle of it. Have you seen it? It's a metal fork. And No, uh-uh. Okay, so I'll try to get him to text me a picture of it, and I'll send it to you. So it, it like, it twists. So it's sitting flat, okay, and then it twists like this. And then you okay. screw the nut in, and then you have a long fork, a metal fork. And it's like, I don't know, how long is that? Maybe seven, eight-inch long fork, six and a half. It's longer okay. than a regular fork. It's about the size of one of those extra long so you can reach So it's like one back. of these? Yeah, it's about that length. length. Maybe a little longer, maybe a little shorter. But it is so those aren't watching, this is a, I'm holding up one of the long-handled uh, sporks. I think it's a Tokes long handled yeah, spoon, like so. a six or an eight inch. Yeah. So he has, I think a spoon of that as well, but I can't find them anywhere. I don't know if they stopped production or what. So I'm on the search this year to solve the mystery of where is the perfect eating utensil. He already okay. has it and I could just steal his and that would solve my problem, but I do a lot of backpacking with him. So if I still so find it eventually, he'll find it because I eat a lot. <laughs> He'll find it really quick. So that was my quick, uh, my quick six one. Okay, my my quick six one. Um, last good, year, I sang the rush. praises. You take your time. Well, last year, um, I sang the praises of the Z Packs Arcall sixty liter, the one made out of uh, the Ultra two hundred fabric, uh-huh. and I still love the backpack. But again, we have YouTube channels, and we have to try out different gear. And so I will still be using it throughout the year, but this year I have another backpack that I'm going to be trying out this year. It is the Waymark through 40 liter. I think it's 40. Uh, so I'll be trying out this this year. Um, it's made with the Eco Pack. It's got the red Eco Pack shocker. I've got a red, you know, a red backpack. I'm sure everybody's surprised by that. I was just about to comment. Interesting color yeah. palette you have there, John. Yeah, it, it's shocking that I would go with that. Red and black. But, uh, but yeah, this is a pretty sweet pack. Um, and uh, I got this, I guess I got this earlier this year after I got the Z-Packs pack. And I'm somebody, if I'm going to try out a new pack, I want to use it multiple, multiple trips before I make any comments about how much I like it or dislike it, right? Mm-hmm. This one I haven't had a chance to use yet. So probably this fall... I'll get more in depth with it, but this is definitely a pack that I'm going to start using uh, starting this spring. So I'll probably still use the Z packs through the winter uh, because that thing can comfortably, as comfortably as 40 pounds can be, it can carry 40 pounds pretty comfortably. But uh, I don't know about this one yet. So this one, though, I'm going to be using the spring, summer, and fall. So 
New pack, brother. Dude. A little Waymark action. <laughs> well, first of all, I got to say, I like the Waymark pack. And uh, I've never had a Waymark piece of gear that I didn't like. X, same here. Uh, same here. And I've never had a piece of Waymark gear. So. Um, You've never had a piece of Waymark gear? I have not. Really? No. Should I talk to Devin? <laughs> Should I try Not even a day stuff? pack, huh? Not even a day pack. Well, I didn't know if I'd use the day pack. So they asked me about sending and I turned it down. But Okay. Um I just feel like it's a waste if somebody else can use it and it's sitting here on a shelf at my house. Yeah. You know, I could talk about it on the YouTube channel and stuff, but anyway, um I know that uh, Miyagi has kind of put his waymark stuff through the ringer and we've talked about that in the past miyagi on the trail on his youtube channel yes <laughs> he yep. has tried to destroy these packs and they hold up to the test yes so, they do he does a good job with that it's amazing and speaking of miyagi this is my last item okay let's hear it all right miyagi has made the double layered hammock the pride of kentucky that i've been using nearly exclusively since i started hammock backpacking in 2020 now, right uh, I can't remember the year. I could look back and see when we come up with all those measurements and stuff, but it's been a while, so at least a couple of years, I'd say. You're probably yeah. right. And I've tried a few different hammocks. I've tried the Cloud 71 stuff. I have one of uh, Hunter's here. And um, I also have one that Jeremy from All Things, all Things Outdoors, Outdoors. Made. Yeah, but it doesn't have a bug net, and he knows I'm partial to the bug net. Yes. All right. Um, he'll make fun of us for using them. <laughs> yes. But also his hammock is only like five and a half ounces. So in the wintertime, I right. use it. I right. don't really need the net. So I, this year, will be purchasing a new hammock. And after hammocking for two or three years, like you said, I kind of have a good idea of what would be a great fit for me. All right. So, let's hear what it is. Well, I need the bug net. But I don't need the double layer because I've decided whenever I told Miyagi I want the double layer, it's because I want to be able to put a pad in there. And after putting well, the pad in there, i got to say, um, I've had better not sleep on wood floors. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't oh, like that's the, great. I don't like the pad in there. I don't either. I don't either. So I like the underquilt. So I know I don't need the double layer. And how much weight is that going to shed? Not doing the double layer. I mean, I mean, it's, it'll make it half the weight, won't it? That's several ounces at least. Probably not. Yeah, half I mean, the whatever weight. it weighs, take off half of that. Probably not half because you got the bug net and stuff on top. But I'd say Pretty close, close to. though. Yeah, yeah, I'd say close to. So I know that I need the same length that I already have, which is a twelve foot. I think eleven and a half will be pushing it. I just won't be comfortable. So I still need that twelve. I need the bug net. Uh, probably a little less white. Miyagi warned me. He's like, what colors do you want? I was like, blue and white. He's like, dude, you're going to take this thing in the woods, and it's going to get dirty. What do you think that white's going to look like? I was like, don't worry, man. <laughs> and he was so <laughs> right. He was so right. So, uh, yeah, I have a pretty good idea, and I don't know if I can just buy one. I think uh, Jason, he bought one from maybe Trailheads. or Yeah, I was wanting to look at Trailheads, actually. Okay. Now, the lead times I'm worried about, but if I go ahead and buy it now, you know, it's going to be here in less than two months, I would hope. Or at least by than... spring. I mean, you, you got till March. Well, you don't know? you think two months is a long time? It just depends on, on, I mean, you're looking at Christmas time, man. Lead times are going to be crazy. Well, let's say I order it in January. Okay. Okay. 
let's say January, mid-January, so February, March, if I don't have it before April, I think that is a, it's time to cancel the order. Okay. So that's kind of my idea, uh, depending on the lead times and the companies and what their hammocks look like. And if I had to do custom because mine's too long, blah, blah, blah. Or if I just need to talk to Miyagi and, you know, offer to pay him, because uh, he has his own, like, little um, company. What's his company yep, trail called? Craft. Trailcraft. Trailcraft. Yeah. So maybe I can just buy one from him. I don't know if he's got the time to make it. But anyway, that was my last one. It is a brand new hammock. I feel like a total jerk because John had every single piece of gear that he was ready to talk about. He has it on hand. And I have one more left since we were going to do the whole list here. Are you ready for the last one? Hit me with it, bro. My last one are these little guys right here. If you're looking online, they're just little like gel kind of plastic straps. They're called Infinity Tools by Modal. Or is it model? How do you pronounce? Oh, you got some too there. It's model, I believe. Model. Model. Uh-huh. But uh, it it's pretty cool. They're just little straps that I guess you can just use them to kind of hook up to anything, really, right? I call them the ratchet. They're like ratchet strap carabiners for backpacking. Yeah. So, like, I literally just got these this week. So, I'm a little curious about how they're going to work. But, I mean, it looks like all you have to do is just kind of wrap them around something that needs uh needs it. And you just clip them into place and boom. You got to feed it through the hole. There it is. That's pretty cool. I think you got to feed it through the hole. Do you have to? Oh, I don't think you have to, but I'm pretty sure like um, like the physics, how the physics work. I'm not trying to be a know-it-all here. But I think well, the I mean, way you are the, the math teacher. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not physics. But uh, I think if you put it through, then that creates pressure and kind of holds it in place better. So like that instead. Yeah, so if you're watching... Uh, if you're not watching, it's got a little gap that you feed it through and then strap it in. It's, it's almost like yeah. a little ratchet. But, Man, that's pretty strong. I'm not going to lie. No, yours is backward, I think. You're backwards. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> <laughs> can you see that? My camera. Yeah, I can see that. It wants to focus on my face. See if yours looks like that, John. You you do it this way? You got to stick it through the hole first and then ratchet it down. Okay, I haven't even tried. This is the now, literally this is the first time I played with these things is on this, this podcast right now. Um, I could be totally. I'm interested wrong. to try them out. They're pretty. They're pretty fascinating. I mean, they're not. They're not terribly heavy. I mean, I would definitely not say they're an ultra light piece of gear, but I mean, they're Dude. not terribly heavy, and I think they're good. Like, say if uh, a strap or something breaks on your hammock or not your hammock on your backpack, uh-huh. this would probably be a good thing to have. I know you said you used it to hold a, a chair. On yeah. one of your one of your uh, backpacks because it didn't have a place to do that. Yeah, I don't know what Hyperlight is thinking. If this ever makes it to Hyperlight's ears, you all should put an attachment for your chair. You made a backpack that holds forty pounds. You don't think somebody's going to take a chair with it, or a sleeping pad, or you know anything you'd want to strap to the outside of your pack. Yeah, maybe put some things on the outside, even though the backpack's so big you could literally just put the chair inside. So yeah, I mean, you had to mortgage your house just to buy the backpack, so you <laughs> might is. as well get some, like, you know? You're you're not wrong, bro. It's like a $400 backpack. Well, the, the Z-Packs is the same way, man. I, I can't talk. It's the same thing with the Z-Packs. Sometimes when you want good gear, you got to pay the overpriced price. Well, we've said this before, and I, we'll leave with this for tonight. Okay, we'll leave with this. When you're buying gear, there are three things you got to look at. Quality, cost, and weight. Those are your three things you're going to worry about. Do you want it to be cheap? Then you're going to have to give up the quality or the weight. Mm-hmm. 
if you want it to be lightweight, then you got to give up on the quality or the cost. It's some not it doesn't all go together unless no. you just really want to fork out the money. Yeah, like if you really want to fork out the money, you can get all three, but you really have mm -hmm. to fork out the money to pull that off. Yeah, so you're never gonna find anything. You're not gonna find anything cheap. What do they say? That has all that. What do they say? There's no uh, compromises, only trade-offs. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like and that. And that's definitely that's definitely to deal with gear. Yeah, that's just the way it is. That's definitely to deal with gear. Yeah. But hopefully, everybody liked this. I know the gearheads probably liked it a little more listening to us ramble about gear, but. Hopefully everybody else did, and uh, maybe we can do another episode, not not exactly like this, but similar, where we have a little topic and just have a little fun chatting about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, you're about to be on Christmas break. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what that means. It means me and you are going to get to see each other face-to-face. -face. Marathon podcast recording is what that oh, means. Oh, yeah. we got episodes we're pumping coming. out some episodes. Yes, and I cannot be more excited. And, uh, you know, heading into the new year, before long, everybody will be able to tune back in to our live streams. And, I mean, we haven't talked about this, but we have talked about this a little. Uh -huh. We may have some opportunity to do, like, some live podcasts that if you are in the central Kentucky area, you may actually be able to come and join us for a podcast. Oh, so we're, we're talking entertainment here, John. Entertainment. I mean, we're, we're ready, man. We're ready. We love you guys. And we'd love for you to come and hang out with us. But uh, if that gets closer and that happens, we will be definitely letting you guys know on here. So for that, myself and Jeremiah, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Adios, folks. <laughs>